0: Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author, Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Hi, this is Carol Topp from homeschoolcpa.com back with another podcast podcast for homeschool leaders. This is part of a series of podcasts uh, that are taken from a talk I did at the Great Homeschool Convention in Cincinnati, Ohio in April of 2018. And in this part, I am talking to homeschool leaders about boards, bylaws, and budgets. I am talking about um, running a homeschool co-op. The workshop was called homeschool co-ops, how to start them, run them, and not burn out. So in this part, I talk more about running your homeschool co-op. If you would like to listen to some of the other parts of this workshop, head on over to homeschoolcpa.com slash podcast, and you can find all parts of it. That's total about five parts. They would be episodes number 121 through 125. And as always, I hope you're finding these podcasts helpful, and, and I hope you find the website Homeschool CPA helpful as you run your homeschool organization. Okay, running a co op board bylaws and budget which we've already kind of touched on a little bit it's really important to have a board this is not just carol top this is a good idea or the states this is a good idea this is biblical Numbers 11.16 is a great story about Moses sitting out there under an olive tree. That's an olive tree picture there. I took one. My daughter and I got to go to Israel last year. So that's a real Israeli olive tree. Anyway, he was judging everybody. Everybody brought him his problems. Do you feel like Moses sometimes? Everybody's bringing me the problems. I'm just sitting here at co-op under an olive tree. His father-in-law comes out to the desert and says, Moses, what you're doing is not good. Instead, delegate. Appoint leaders among the people, 70, that you know are leaders. They, this is the verse for you guys, these other people, they will help you carry the burden of the people so you will not have to carry it alone. Moses was smart. Listen to his father-in-law. You should listen. Follow Moses' example. Have a board. Um, Minimum of three people. Do you remember the three positions? President. Sometimes it's called the chair. Secretary, the keeper of the paper and records. Treasurer, keeper of the money. Minimum of three. Most boards have about five. Sometimes they delegate things out to committees. Like for example, let's say you're going to have a, a graduation ceremony. Who's responsible for hosting and and you know having the graduation ceremony and calling the caterer and finding a speaker? Who's responsible? The board. No, you delegate that to a committee, probably the people who have parent kids graduating. You give them a budget, and you say, "Go with it." So delegate things out to committees so you aren't doing everything. My other tip is to schedule meetings. So I was talking to this group, this leader. She only scheduled a board meeting when there was a crisis. So the board meetings were emotional, were three hours long. they were horrible. So I say have regular meetings every month, every month. Maybe take the summers off, but every month. And if you don't have anything to talk about, then you can just pray for your group or or read a little bit more. Or I have a whole list in this new, uh, my latest product is called a Homeschool Organization Board Manual. And I give you 12 topics. You could cover one a month if you want to meet for 12 months. Cover a topic each, each board meeting. So have regular meetings. It keeps you in touch with what's going on, keeps your board active. This, this lady who only met when there was a crisis was not communicating her vision to the group, and so she had some rogue members that were going off and doing their own thing, and that caused all kinds of problems. So, and keep, keep minutes, keep them short. I just um, joined a, as treasurer a, a, a small charity. It's a food pantry. Oh my gosh this dear treasurer she she sent the minutes I mean it's only an hour long meeting and the minutes were three pages it was like this woman was running a transcript and I need to re- say it's okay you don't have to record everything everybody said just the big motions or decisions but she was like Carol said this then Connie said this I'm like gee I don't know how she was writing it all down my gosh you don't have to do that Somebody mentioned bylaws. Kendra mentioned, really, you're not a nonprofit organization until you have made bylaws. Bylaws are what creates the nonprofit. And and she said, um, I have sample bylaws over at my website, homeschoolcpa.com/resources or even slash samples. Uh, you said Darren Jones from HSLDA gave you a whole slew of sample bylaws. Um, basically, they say, who are the well for kind of what is the purpose of this organization? Who are the members? What's required to be a member, okay? Um, do members get a vote? You may not want to give members a vote. If members don't have a vote, then how are things decided? The board, right. So that it's okay for you not to give your members a vote. Your board votes. Then, then it should be spelled out kind of by default. The board then replaces itself. So you need a new board member, you pick somebody. You have a vote, new board member. Okay, some people like that because it's unwieldy to get members together or they want to keep the purity of the of the organization, the the vision pure, if you know what I mean. And if you give everybody a vote, it can become a popularity contest. So in other words, you don't have to give members a vote. But if you do like some some groups like to have the members just elect the board, but they don't vote on anything else. Spell that in your bylaws. And then how are board members chosen? The sample bylaws will tell you what kind of wording to put in. Also terms. How long do board members serve? I like three years. It's just a nice number, but it's not forever. But some nonprofits don't put term limits on. Okay, since I'm a CPA, I'm going to talk about budgets. Okay. Now, I think budgets are just planning with money, with dollar signs. And I think everybody should have every group should have a budget. At first, if you're brand new, you don't know, so you make something up. You do your best, but it's kind of saying, "Where's our money going to come from?" Where does most of your money come from? Member dues. dues? Yeah. Where else does money come from fundraising? Anything else? How many groups are getting donations? Yeah, this is this is what I, nobody, never, ever, yeah, a little bit, but probably a little bit, yeah. I find, by and large, nonprofit groups are not getting donations. They're not asking for them, or they cover all their expenses with the membership dues. That's the kind of groups that mostly we're running. Sometimes they will have certain fundraisers for certain things. That's usually the second source of income, fundraisers of some kind. Put those down. Now, try not to be too dependent on fundraisers, because they can, you know, Go sour. Most of the money is going to come from your dues. Then list your expenses. What do we got to spend money on? Supplies, the rent, insurance, basic stuff like that. Leave a little extra for uncertainties. So, my homeschool co op. Since I was their treasurer, we had, we had a buffer. We had leftover, every, some money left over every year that we carried over, which was good because there was, there was one time when this teacher was running this really cool class called Destruction, where the kids, uh, had screwdrivers and pliers and wrenches, and they, people donated like used appliances, and the kids would destruct them, like biology dissection with appliances. It was really cool. And one time somebody donated a printer. And as they carried it in, they did not realize it was leaking toner all the way down the church's carpeted hallway. So things happen. So it turns out um, we had to pay for professional carpet cleaner. We, we never did have to use our insurance, but we were afraid we were going to have to you know, file a claim with our insurance to install new carpeting. But instead, uh two hundred fifty dollars later, the professional carpet cleaner got it out. But you need to have those kind of buffers. Don't run down to zero, ladies and gentlemen. Keep a buffer. Oh gosh. There was one group they had basically three years of income in excess sitting there in their checking account. I talked to a group in Atlanta. I I I haven't seen their financials but she told me they're surplus now they've been around forever 20 plus years their surplus one hundred thousand dollars ladies and gentlemen I know I was like good night okay that's too much <laughs> unless unless you know you want to build a building or or rent a building or some, right buy a building right then it's a, so there is no limit how much do you think the American Red Cross keeps in their savings checking and investments they keep I don't know if it's billions, tens of millions at least, right? Because they never know when another disaster is going to happen. So there is no limit on what you can keep, although I think it's reasonable to say probably no more than a year of your of your income. That means you could run another year, but less. Yeah, what happened to you guys? Tell us. Mm. Okay, the $5,000 threshold you're talking about is your income that you bring in every year, not the money in your checking account. You can have lots of money in your checking account. It's just you have to ask yourself, well, that money came from all these members, and what did they expect? They expected us to spend it on services. So that group with that ton of money, I was like, well, you know, have a nice picnic at the end of the year and cater it for everybody. You know, it's all paid. And they're like, we do that. Okay. Uh, send up a benevolent fund and help families who are needy. Yeah, we do that. I mean, they were trying to spend it. They just <laughs> so and then the, I don't know. I don't know. It was just accumulation of many years, but it was so. In other words, you know, keep it reasonable, but but understand your goal is really not to build a huge cushion unless you have a purpose or a reason for doing it. Maybe you're going to bring in a speaker, and he, you know, he's Andrew Pudewaj or something. A scholarship fund. Good idea. Yes, yeah, question, and then you, yeah. How much do you want to have for buffer? R- rough rule of thumb, 10% of your expenses. Or make sure your insurance, um, what's what's the word? I'm blanking on it. Deductible, thank you. You read my mind, thank you. The insurance, you have enough to cover the insurance. Deductible, probably double, cause we're, in case you have to claim two. But those are rough, rough, rough numbers. Question? Okay, at what size of your co-op is it, good idea I was just asked that on Facebook there's a Facebook group although we're getting mixed feelings about Facebook aren't we but okay I like my Facebook group it's called I am a homeschool group leader so if you're not already on um is part of that group join the Facebook group I am a homeschool group leader I was made moderator it's not my group but I was made moderator so I will approve you all and that question was just asked and roughly I said roughly you get above five or ten families and um, you know, it real. I tell you, the real trigger when you got to start doing some of this stuff, as you talk about it, is when you have to get a checking account. Is when you can't run with just cash in a cigar box. This one group told me, "Okay, I'm sorry, I'm full of stories, but these are all true." This group, they just called me last week, and um, and they used to just run in cash, but they had quite a large group. 30 or 40 families, and collecting a fair amount of money from each one. And they were dealing all in cash. And the treasurer was carrying around in a shoebox $7,000. And I'm like, why did you open a checking account? I don't know if they were, I don't know. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents radio show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.